0: Wait, wait, wait. You've never seen Paid in Full. A low down, dirty shame. Acrimony. Yes. This Christmas.
1: No, I don't think I have.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Does It Holds Up? Where we watch all those black films you know and love. Oh wait, yeah, nobody talks about this movie. And <laughs> I was like, hey, Joe. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and we ask. Does it hold up? Does it hold up? So then guys, we have to ask now, does it hold up? Now, on to the show.
2: Come on, man, it's Blizz. I'm always taking care of myself. Oh, yo, pardon me. I'm about to rob this place. <laughs> 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 yup, yup. I
3: had the real, yep. one. I said, wait, wait,
2: wait.
1: wait. What? for real said are you taking uh, care of yourself <laughs> yeah i am pulls out one of the biggest guns i've ever seen in my entire life
3: fucking, how did he hide
1: that how did he hide that gun i was like why is he looking around like that like why is he ignoring q like do they have beef oh I, with yep. know yeah,
0: nah. I knew something was up when that nigga walked in there i said he up to no good up to no good but my thing is that's, how do you have such a casual conversation then and then rob, ask if he wants a piece point, of it? Like you just go. Hey, if you, hey, what do you mean? Do I want a piece mm-hmm. of it? Don't, don't implicate don't me, Don't say my name. Don't, <laughs> <about you laughs> don't you mm-hmm. dare! Don't you dare! Don't say my street name. My government ain't nothing. I'm, yep. I'm a prisoner too, Absolutely. bitch.
1: I'm, and the way that oh, you just tried him like implicate me, like, right, day,
0: that As he's like literally actively yeah. robbing the place, literally actively has a gun like a shotgun out and then he's like hey Q do you yes. want a piece of this what do you mean
2: I'm, 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 I just came no, here to I'm get cigarettes to get, I don't want a
0: piece
1: I am allergic
2: mm-mm.
0: I just came here to get cigarettes and all of a sudden you're trying to make me like stick up
1: oh my god Nigerian meme that I cannot oh stop putting if anybody asks me if I want a piece of anything, I will say, I don't have the capacity. Like, I am not built for violence. <laughs> I <I'm laughs> so don't have the capacity. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I do not have, (laughs) there's not an ounce of me internally that even wants to be involved in violence. Like, I used to think maybe getting in a fight at school or just, like, a fight in general would be fun. Mm. The older I grew, the more I'm like, I'm not built for fighting. This is just, it's not for me. I don't like being in pain. I don't like being bruised. I don't need that much respect. I was in a fight club
0: in fourth grade, so I feel... Shut I was up. at a fight club in the fourth grade.
2: What are you talking? What
1: do you mean? You're not I'm fucking serious.
0: Okay. What do you mean? <laughs> like? We had the girls. So the girls, um, um, in my classroom, we uh, that we were mature enough to be allowed to do our bathroom yeah. break alone. So I, was the oh I was the line leader.
3: I was the line leader.
0: So. <laughs> So we used to, uh, so she would, our fourth grade teacher would let us go to the bathroom by ourselves. So when we went to the bathroom, um, the kind of leader of the pack, uh, she had been held back a mm-hmm. grade. Her name was Selena. And we were all sure that she was having sex um, At, at when we were in fourth grade. I don't know. But the point is, is that she would always either make us do a dance battle or a fight club. So we would just be in the middle. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny. I'm no. sorry.
3: It's not
1: funny. But the fact that those are the only two yeah. options she gave yeah.
3: y'all. She said, either we're going to
1: dance or we're going to fight. Take your pick. Either
0: way we we'll battle. it, all right? <laughs> yeah. The battle, but the thing is, is only the cool kids, only the cool girls, got to do it. So the the nerds had to go into one bathroom because oh, the girls' no. bathroom had two different sides. The nerds had to go into one bathroom, and then the cool kids got to go into the other bathroom. And I would always be in like the nerds' bathroom, hearing like commotion in the other side, and I'm like, what the fuck oh, is <laughs> going on God. over there? But once. But once Selena and I, we realized we lived down the street from each other, so we started walking to school together and stuff, and we kind of became friends. Mm-hmm. Friends, I use acquaintance because yeah. she just used me. She, I was, I was, a, I was a lackey. Um, a lackey. What the hell is that? Cool, you know, so I mean, I threw you know, away like lunch trays. For the bully. Like you um, know, how there's always like a main like,
2: bully, and then yeah. there two somebody's yeah. on the side. Uh, so like, okay. yeah. we all
3: got lackeys.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that was okay. me. That was me. That was me, that was me. I was not the main bully. I was not yet the main character, so she kind of indoctrined me into this into this like crew of cool kids and so when she did that, um I'm sorry. uh when she did that, she let me start going to the bathroom with them, so then I got to see from the going. inside just what the fuck was going on, so then I and so the way it works is in order to be into it, it's like you get jumped into it, except you have to fight Selena, who apparently was undefeated. So, in order for me to stay over there, I had to fight her. Um, I did not win. So, <laughs> <laughs> they let me stay. But they let All me right, stay. You were in a
2: game.
0: So... You were literally in a game. <laughs> you were jumped
1: in. Into a gang.
2: I'm sad. It's it. poor little Selena. She's it. definitely seen something it. she shouldn't have saw. Oh when my god. Here. Yes.
1: Oh. I was doing yes. none of the sort in fourth grade. Um, I was maybe coloring. I was doing four square, um, wall ball. Wall ball was the game warm, back in warm, the warm day. For the winter
2: concert. Yes, know, absolutely.
1: Awesome. You know, I was doing my little orchestra tings. Oh my god.
0: You know, I was in, I was not in any sort of fight club, none of
3: that, none I of was that. An,
0: oh this is also the same, this is also the same, I was going to say, is I this going to be pants down the, the scene story where the pop, you went to dance and the and and pop, that, <laughs> that was a different occasion, but it was the same gang, it was the club, it was the Mariah. fight club, that's what we used to I do, like and that was, when Mariah dies. <laughs>
2: She's gonna haunt that bathroom, like mouth. Oh, home. absolutely. Oh, like,
0: that's where you'll be. That's it's you. not bloody Mary. it's like it's like fucking Mariah. Yes. We also we also used to do something that is very problematic, but we used to peek over the stalls and take pictures of people shit. Y'all shitting. are oh, going to so, show we would be every single picture has been eradicated. I hope that there is no trace on it. any of those images. I don't know so it was like a thing where like you had to wait till you got home to shit cause you didn't want anybody to catch you in there <laughs> I'm taking this, this is shit. too much no,
1: this is too much things. I didn't like using <laughs> public bathrooms cause I thought they were dirty but I never had the fear of someone peeking over and taking a picture of me when did y'all have a picture of me <laughs> <laughs> better now
3: y'all were supposed to be doing
0: your stomach beats not fucking fighting this shit uh, uh, yes, yes. oh my god our fourth grade teacher was such a pushover though so she was new it was her first year so she we put her through it anyway hello everybody welcome <laughs> <laughs> You
1: can't the way you transitioned was the same way that Blizzard transitioned from yeah, I'm doing exactly. right,
0: I'm about to stick this place up though. So. Hey everybody <laughs> parallels, parallels Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of Doesn't Hold Up. Um <laughs> a couple a couple of things before we you know jump in and talk about what's been going on um it's august guys and that means like this podcast is about to be one That's year wild. old i know can you guys can you guys even believe that it's been a whole we've taken a whole trip around year. the fucking sun so basically we've taken trips everywhere so overseas <laughs> so fucking much. Um, and we want you the listeners of does it hold up to tell us what you think about that because in lieu of linden's corner this year we're gonna do a very special anniversary episode um it's still gonna be like a linden's corner type situation um but uh we just want to hear from everybody so please if you have any thoughts any questions anything you want us to watch anything you think that um any opinions that you didn't agree with, please text us, DM us, um, email us. You can always email us at texturedair at gmail.com. Um, yeah, just get in touch with us cause we want to hear from the people who are out there actively listening to it. So, uh, yeah. And, it, um, yeah. So yeah, you can DM us, you can text us if you, if you know us or things like that, but yeah, it's almost one year. Um, and that's really exciting cause this has been a very, very wild ride. And it's just amazing, like the way that it's come together, because it was an idea that I'd had for so, so very long, and it's been amazing. Like, to I'm not gonna go too much into it, because I want to save that for our anniversary episode. But it's been so much fun introducing Lyndon to so much of Camille. And so I's, much, like very. Very early formative yeah, years. I, this has been a learning <laughs> curve for me because I was yeah. ignorant to all yeah. of these shows. But see, to, you can't say that now. You can't. I can't
1: say that I'm, I'm borderline halfway through season one of Living Single at this point. Nobody told me that see? each
0: season was almost thirty episodes though. Back when TV was but TV. see, that's how TV yeah. used to be that's true that's how tv used to be though like they used to do 30 episodes and then and then they like have a couple months off and the actors go and do like shakespeare in the park yes. or something because this is when niggas was classically trained okay then they come back and do this um what's up though guys like let's yeah. how are you doing how are you feeling what are you watching what are you getting into
1: Cavila, if you have something to say you could go first because I have been watching season two of Outer Banks. I'm halfway through. No, I'm not halfway through. I'm, I have two episodes yeah, left. Yeah, like you this honestly show <laughs> still, it you still insane. fucking watching this? No, I. You're still watching this? I'm still this? watching it,
0: and it's gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> how? So. How can it get worse from like a kidnapping that you described? Okay. Honestly, I don't. I can't even quite remember what you described. Me either. The because there was <laughs> so, there was so much. Yeah. So. There was a Under lot of
1: season things. Season one is um, somebody steals a treasure. That's roughly one guy's. They escape to Cuba. And how the hell
0: is that? A I po- don't, like someone steals I, treasure.
1: Girl, season two, there's another treasure. Shut up. Why but this time, the only black treasure? character, Pope, his great, great great treasure. great granddaddy was apparently a freed slave. And it's the freed slave's it's treasure. Nice. That has been, like, a family secret for generations. So now he's trying to find Mm -hmm. it. But then the slave owners of this freed slave, Mm -hmm. their great-great-great-great-grandchildren are also after the treasure. And I just got to the episode where they found the treasure. And, again, he is the only black kid in this whole group. So his two white friends, the one guy is like, oh, my God, if we melted down this gold, like, There'd be so much money out of this, da, da, da. and then the other kid is like, "No, we should put this in a museum so everyone can we see it." We so are I'm literally at the scene. What? So my treasure. Exactly. We. I'm literally. i literally at the scene where this black kid is watching his two white friends argue mm-hmm. about what they should do about this treasure, and my friend FaceTimed me during that scene, so I don't know how the scene resolves itself. But I am not confident yeah. that Outer Banks as a TV show is prepared to have this conversation.
0: No, I don't. They don't seem like they have the bandwidth to so be having this kind of conversation. I said they don't have the capacity. <laughs> I certainly don't have the capacity.
1: <laughs> but I have two episodes left. Um, I'm probably gonna finish it tonight, wow. and I'll follow up next week because apparently, yes. according to the yeah. teenagers on Twitter, the ending is absolutely wild for season two. Yeah, and I really. cannot wait to see what the fuck they pull out of their motherfucking I... asses i am
0: not excited i don't even watch the show and i'm scared <laughs> i don't know what the hell is going on that's um so it's so funny well, yeah it's a whole fucking yeah. lot it so seems that's like, what i've been watching uh, what, what you've been watching camille yeah, share um, with the i plus. started white
2: lotus i wanted to see what all the fuss was about uh, and also like i've heard about lots that people there who i support in all of their endeavors connie Britton, and yeah, great. yeah. So I heard only about this show. Like episode two or three, I don't know. In, I haven't watched deep it. In. It's very, very proper early days. um But it's Ooh.
1: great.
3: It's
2: HBO specialty. There's rich people. There's crime. um there,
1: hmm. I was gonna say I keep hearing about yeah, it, but I don't a bunch know of what the plot is about. Um,
2: people at a resort in Hawaii. So there's like this really rich douchebag guy who is engaged to this like freelance journalist girl and they're on their honeymoon. Well, not they're not engaged, they're on their honeymoon there. And he's a dick and she's like, adjusted of course. to being mega rich. Um, and then there's this rich family of where Connie Britton is the mom just doing what she does best and just having such a presence. Um, and oh, she has like her. a mom and she has a teenage daughter who brought her friend along and they're like bad girls They're doing drugs. Playing on this kind of vacation, she's like a weird son, and then Jennifer Coolidge drugs? is there by herself <laughs> at the resort. Green oh her God, mom I like just Jennifer died, Coolidge. so she's in full, just like kooky Jennifer Coolidge, but like grieving. Oh, um, oh Natasha Rothwell <laughs> is on staff at the hotel, and is her and Jennifer Coolidge together are giving yes, and all of her, so far, all of her is. scenes have been with Jennifer Coolidge, and it is just hilarity, like. So yeah, I don't know all the way what's happening yet, but I'm I'm enjoying myself. And other than that, um, just me and the girls from Love Island
0: UK at Casa. I, I think you should
2: also
1: have that conversation yeah. because my sister's been following along yes. with it. I know what's going on. What are your opinions so I'm definitely behind, everything? especially
2: because the okay. finale's uh, tonight. So, yeah, I'm not going to be able yes. to see all that. I'm behind. Um, but like I just I was tweeting about it yesterday. I hate to see girls done dirty, so I can't handle Casa more. Like when we get to Casa yes. More, I just like take a break. I take a little hiatus for myself because I'm like, I cannot mm, watch these men just get these new girls in front of them and don't know how to act. It just pains me. They never know how to single time And the girls are like, oh, they don't so know how, do you how, you how to act. Explain for you what happens? Right. So, love Island, Okay, because I don't so know Island, what the hell, I all now, There's constantly new people coming and people going and recoupling and whatnot. Yeah. Then it gets to a point. Yeah. Where yeah the boys yeah. get a text, and it's just the boys, and they're like, "Boys, sneak out of the house and go to Casa Amor. Casa Amor is a completely new villa, but just across the way, full of a no. whole new team of girls. So all the yes.
1: Like five or six what? of them. So the boys yes. all go
2: and the girls have no idea that they're leaving. They go and they meet a whole batch of new girls and all of a sudden don't know how the fuck to act, right? They've got relationships consistently
3: oh every God. season.
2: They oh never and the girls, act. on the other hand, are like because they bring in a whole bunch of new boys to the regular villa where the girls are. And the girls are sleeping or not, you know, oh sleeping my God. outside so that they don't share a bed because they don't want to be disrespectful to the bed. And then meanwhile, the men are over there and the casa, more like make. Out with bitches, and oh my god, it's painful. painful. I hate to see the girls done so dirty.
0: It's painful. I do not understand. It is honestly show so day. good. I, I feel like you're like right. Yeah, I feel really it like you would like it. It is a psychology experiment,
2: it is gender studies. Wow. It is giving what it's supposed to give. And even just, like, the way that they
1: have conversations around building relationships with each other is so funny. Like, they'll walk up to somebody, and it's always, like, the guy working out and the girl, like, sitting down next to them being, like, yeah, so, like, I think we get on, right? And, like, I would really, like, I feel something for you, you know? And the guy's just doing everything Uh else under the sun and just being, like, yeah, yeah, like, barely giving like responses and then at the end they're like yeah now we're together and i'm like what type of conversation was that and i just
2: love the outward shallowness of it all like i like that we are all hot we're not playing games about it we all are and people come in Mm -hmm. and we like them because they're Mm -hmm. hot and build from there which is what so many people do anyway with dating so i love that we're not like trying to pretend and i think it's a very like self-aware show Mm -hmm. I just read one more thing before we move on from it. But okay. I just read a profile no, of Ryan Sterling, who's the announcer on Love Island, and okay. it's one of those like you know how the Circle Michelle Vito, uh-huh. who's the announcer, she's kind of like taking the piss out of the show and the people right. the whole time. It's that same vibe that right. I'm pretty sure Love Island was doing at first. I think that's why it's such a mm.
3: thing now. Exactly. Yeah.
2: And like was doing get pretty out. okay, but then he was doing a lot of voiceover work on like children shows, and they reached out to him, and he it was just fascinating. He he's like, I'm on call like a doctor wow. or something, while he said a very honorable doctor. doctor. He's he like, on I gotta be here. from like five thirty to nine o'clock or something, while they do the editing, and they have him come in and like mm. we need something for this moment, and he was just talking about like you know we understand the silly parts of the show, so we get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. Before people can criticize it for being shallow mm-hmm. or for being silly or for being whatever. Um, I exactly. just right. get what the show is. And um, it was cool. It was really yeah. interesting. But yeah. Right. White Lotus and Love Island. I think that's, that's the Bachelor
1: is trying to do something similar, at least with like Bachelor in Paradise. Mm-hmm. They also have well not somebody voicing yeah. over but like that's the, another the one host, I host like makes the jokes when people come in and out and stuff like that. And then yeah, yeah like the circle, like they have like them doing the voiceover with Michelle and making jokes about right. like everything that's happening. So everyone's like, "Okay, we're
0: all on the right. same page here." Right. Yeah, mm. I never But well, what are know you watching? What the fuck <laughs> is up with Yes. It. Um I did just finish my rewatch of Succession. Um and as usual, I'm very pissed, uh but it's okay cuz season 3 is coming so soon, so I'm not that worried Isn't that about it. Is it the last season? It. Huh? Maybe I'm thinking
1: about something no, else. No,
0: season 2 season two is the uh mm-hmm. like the most right recent season and season three that is coming three is coming out i low-key speaking of reality tv shows i saw on tiktok that they're like netflix was casting for a bunch yeah. of them and so i fucking oh, i yeah. fucking submitted it in oh a yeah <laughs> i was like i was like how good would i be if i was on one of these the shows i would be incredible. so messy yeah. I would be so messy if I was on one of these shows. But you know what else I've been watching? Like, uh, just as like, you know how you like have one of those shows that's like, this is my comfort. I'm watching, it's like background noise and like it's on when I'm like winding down to go to bed. They recently put 30 Rock back on Netflix. And so I'm back in my 30 Rock bag, um, watching that again. I. Was yeah. obsessed with this show, and I, I'm not like the biggest fan of like the whole oh, Alec Baldwin yeah. and and Tina Fey, well. but I think this is them doing like their best. Best fucking word. This is truly like such a strong ensemble. And you can tell that these are all like actors who have come from sketch comedy, who come from improv, who come from like Second City, SNL, the whole pipeline, because they are so fucking brilliant. And their timing is so impeccable on this show. And like (laughs) fucking Tracy Morgan,
3: man. I know
0: that that is. is one talented ass nigga. Like a goddamn clown, but that's like I've been watching a lot of that, and of course I'm still deep, deep, deep oh, in Real okay. Housewives of New York City.
1: Really, New York finally, is like the weakest <laughs> franchise to me.
0: Really, I'm kind of either. obsessed with it. I, kind I can't of, do New York. Yeah, they are they are kind of yes. a fucking hot ass mess in a different okay. way. It's like it's New more like it's so yet, it's right? not even. Because to it live is there, you New have York
2: to be a big delusion. about the situation. Because you live in hell a little bit, yeah. But you're, yeah. you have to be delusional <laughs> yeah. that it yeah. happens. I, like, you're here.
1: You can. I, I was gonna. Maybe that's yeah. why I don't like rahasas in New York City. Because I'm like, do y'all not see what I'm seeing? Like, I lo- Listen. Oh my god. I love. There's how money many money cultures gag. there are in New York. I love how there's just so much to do right. in New York. But I right. refuse. To ever be as integrated into the rich parts of New York as I was at one point because I had a terrible time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, but there's a whole running gag on the show about, like, I never go downtown. I'm sure going downtown is like a big deal. They don't go past 96th Street. Keep it that way. Nobody really wants y'all over in
1: Harlem. Please stop gentrifying Harlem. That's a
0: whole that's a whole running thing on the show of, like, these are older ladies, and they're like, oh, you want me to come downtown for your party? No one goes yeah, downtown. Unless it's, like, Soho. And I'm like, but... Right, right. Or that's that'll be the thing. They're like, okay, well, I guess if we're gonna go to Soho to eat and, like, things like that. But they're so delusional. Yeah. Like, Sonia? Ooh. Sonia fucking Morgan. Okay, okay. So, Sonia used to be married to, like, uh, J.P. Morgan, like, heir or something. Uh, yeah. They, so, she... So she was, like, living the high life. He divorced her, married somebody else. Now she's had to file for bankruptcy. And it oh, was a whole thing bankruptcy. for, like, three seasons. You know that pre It was, was a whole was thing t- for, like, three seasons. It was a whole thing for, like, three seasons about how she was filing for bankruptcy. She might lose her house. She's like, I made a movie. It never got made. So they sued her. The production company sued her for seven million dollars. And so then she uh, she had to file chapter eleven so that so that she could protect her assets. She had to sell her house in France. She was so upset. I'm about sure that. she was. She I just to, to France. She had to me? sell her house <laughs> she had to sell her house in LA and she was very upset. She's like, I'm not selling my New York house though. Her New York house is three fucking stories. In the city, and she lives alone because her daughter is away at boarding school. So you know what she does? She she is. She is like a lot, like a lot of real. She's Mm. like the charade of this of this Mm. franchise because she she's like she had a toaster oven that was her whole gig. She was like, I don't cook. I make everything in the toaster oven. So she was coming out with the line. She was coming out with a line of toaster ovens, but quite literally had like, there was no product. You know, it it, it had never happened, but she's doing photo shoots for it, proofing. Like she's like hosting events and these events never happen or somebody loses a leg at them. not a real leg a i was rusted. gonna say is that where that clip that's um, like the only thing fake about me is this about me she is throws this. her leg on the table and she threw she threw her leg in the t- on honestly the table, if i had the, the same
1: ability to do what she did i would have absolutely done the same exact
0: fucking yeah. thing she was fucking nuts aviva um, was absolutely was on a podcast
2: talking about how because i guess when aviva was on the show her whole thing she kept saying that like I'm friends with Bethany, I'm friends with Bethany, she got me on the show and Bethany's on this podcast I think it's Keep It, she's on this podcast and she's like, yeah, I mean I kind of knew her, she was one of those ladies who would come up to me in the Hamptons the whole summer being like you should talk to Andy, you should talk to Andy for me so she's like, I went to Andy and told her about this said, are you guys friends and I said, no, but she's annoying, rich, and has a fake leg, so I don't know what you're I don't know why you're yeah. passing
0: her yeah. on this. Right? What are you gonna Jesus say? That's Christ. that's your whole thing, Andy. Like you can't. She she was annoying, rich, and had a fake yeah. leg. Yeah. So that's how she like got on the show. And then honestly, Bethany, when she comes back, I love her whole friendship with Carol. It's like probably my favoriteest thing because Carol is like very messy, but in a different different mm-hmm. way. No one, I will say, no one is as delusional as Luann. Countess, Countess. Luann. Countess Luann is the most delusional person on this show. And when I tell you it is hilarious to fucking yeah. watch. Like I, I I fully cannot tell you like grasp how like uh this show is like Fucking, it's insane. No, I'm sure. It's insane. Because I'm watching Real
1: Housewives of Beverly Hills right now with the whole Erica Jane situation going on. See,
0: I don't. I've never seen Beverly Hills, so I don't even know what's tea. I know Erica Jane is like out there scamming people. There, actually, I've heard about a couple housewives who are in the middle of fraud cases. What's up with that? Why is everyone scamming people? I
1: watched a really interesting video that the financials there's already rich. Here's the thing. So. I watched a really interesting video done by Chelsea Fagan at the Financial Diet. Hey, Chelsea. Um, And she did a whole video just on, like, real housewives and, like, the toxic culture Mm. around them. And she made a point to say that a lot of these housewives, theoretically, in comparison with, like, the median household, you know, average in their area and their state, whatever, can be classified as rich. But with the way that real housewives never repeat outfits, always need to have some sort of name brand on them and all this stuff a lot of them especially like the ogs from like season ones of the shows like way back Mm -hmm. when started either doing scams to get more money or would like buy outfits keep the tag on them return them after to keep up with this lifestyle because a lot of them are not
0: rich enough to keep up with the lifestyle of the show exactly remember remember when um when um on marlo said about sheree about how she was always returning things (laughs) to um to neiman's and that was the that the the word around town was like they had to like ban her from neiman marcus because she was always returning shit remember marlo on one of the vacations blurted that out and sheree of course is like that's such a lie but i believed it instantly it absolutely has to
1: be true like to keep up with this lifestyle that they supposedly have you have to have so much money and that's why so many of them do like the random like ads that a lot of just like regular regular like instagram influencers also do so that they can get a bit more money in the bank like that's why they're trying to like you know partner with all these brands and stuff so that they can just get more clothes because you you literally it's like almost like a bad omen to be caught wearing the same thing twice it's insane insane. and like none of these people are rich enough to do this so with the whole erica jane situation i'll just go on like a two minute tangent about it because i'm very invested so she was married (laughs) so at 30 she married a dude that i think he was 62 at the time and they had been married for like i think since the year 2000 he was a lawyer representing people of like really bad situations like he represented a lot of plane crash victims or families of plane crash victims like like oh, cases like that, that if no. you win, you get a lot of money. So people assumed that because he already. was, you know, doing these cases, yes, they were getting a lot of money because when you make like plane crashes, like it's so much money after like millions in payouts and stuff. You know, theoretically, oh, he could have that much money if he's constantly doing this. So people thought it was somewhat ethical. And Erica Jane, she was like, yeah, I spend $40,000 a month on upkeep, like just for myself. What? A month. I couldn't okay. tell you. So then, in the fall of 2020, this her sense. and her husband get a divorce. And then a month after they get a divorce, he gets slapped with a lawsuit with, from some of his ex-clients talking about how he was embezzling money
2: from them.
0: Not plane crash victims?
1: You stealing money from people? It was like plane crash victims, oh. burn victims, oh. like all this stuff.
0: Oh, that nigga is going to and hell. Then it gets so I was
1: talking about this with my friend who's a law student so she, this is not like she doesn't yeah. have the full capacity to like say this in earnest but because that happened in the fall because of them getting divorced it's probably like a way to try and separate her from the situation it's neither confirmed wow. nor denied how much she really knew was going on because now on the show they're trying to play it up like she has so much control over her she's like I don't even know how to go to an ATM machine I don't know how to put money in a bank account like all this stuff girl stop she's it she's like I don't stop have it. a debit stop card
0: it. girl not- you fucking so now lying. they're
1: painting this picture that she like fully did not know and that he was a lot more controlling so you, and abusive so than so was originally she thought do you believe that eric did
2: know or do you think she knew a little bit
1: i think that she probably knew something was up but i i
2: cannot say for sure if
1: she knew exactly yes, what he i was don't doing.
2: think that this woman is smart enough to even understand right what she was seeing do you know what I mean even if she was happening
3: right in front of her yeah. face I have the utmost confidence that she really didn't right. get it because he probably did wasn't yeah, you know no, like I, saying I it out that. loud or
1: anything like that he probably like maybe sent some comments that she might have been like hmm, interesting yeah. but
3: like
0: whatever like he'll handle it but she's a smart enough but she's a smart enough person to have been able to See? marry somebody 30 years older than her who was incredibly rich. So at some point she had to, it had to have like come up like, well, what, what's, what's tea, you know? Cause this is a lot more than the average lawyer. But that's the thing. I don't I think was she making. even
1: put two that. and two together because like, I have a friend whose um, dad actually died on a plane crash and the payout that mm. her family got, they are comfortable to this day. And this plane crash happened when she was a child and now she's in her right. mid twenties. And they will be comfortable, like you. Like these payouts are a lot, like
0: millions per family, Mm. millions and millions and millions. Like, well, I mean, the airline companies have all that bailout money from the exactly. And if he's consistently representing
1: victims of like these plane crashes and consistently winning, it's like it seems like he theoretically Mm. could be making enough that no one really thinks twice about it.
2: If, but so, so we'll just yes, continue. if you're gonna live a fraudulent life, yeah. you can't be on a reality don't do show.
0: Thank you. You have to pick Thank one. You.
2: You have to pick That's one, the worst do that. it's the greed thing
0: of it all. And so the Vanity. It's, it's vanity, it's more. greed. So Oh, so you you shot yourself in the fucking foot, cause baby if I was out here scamming nobody wouldn't see me. I wouldn't even be on social media. Are you kidding yeah. me? The IRS can track all that shit. I'd be living they right see it. So people
1: are that so. That was dumb. another thing within the video talking about, like the Real Housewives toxic culture, where so many of them have been charged with fraud, been involved in FBI cases, but they're still on the show That's and nuts. still getting a platform to show. be able to paint themselves almost as a victim. Because people, I mean, right. I'm still here. I'm still here. And, and here's the up, thing. But it's not ethically here's okay. Here's the
0: thing. Here's the thing, because I'm not going to say that financial abuse doesn't of occur course. Where, like women, where women don't know what the hell is Absolutely. going on and they don't have any access. They don't, because that, that happens, that's very, very, very mm-hmm. common. I don't believe that's the situation with Erica. I believe that when you say that, that she's using that so that she don't do no jail time. Yeah. Like, that, 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 and so... So here's another thing, too.
1: So in the spring, he finally got his license revoked from the bar, right? So he's no longer allowed to practice. However, at the same time, he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. So now there's the potential within the trial for him to not stand trial because his lawyers could theoretically say... Oh, he's not It's insane. Yeah, he's He's not not, able to stand trial. He doesn't have the mental capability to. And now that they're divorced, theoretically they could go after her. They could go after her with the payout.
0: And let me tell you something. (laughs) No don't what did Kaya say? You stupid hoe. Don't put your trust (laughs) in no nigga. No, but
1: by her trying, I guess it's what I'm assuming is happening. Granted, I don't. I'm- He's protecting himself,
0: and she's protecting herself. I was going to say she might be, and I get it, family. and I'm not mad at it. <laughs> I just think make a bad at this point. That's what the fuck it is. Because yeah. how convenient is it that you now got Alzheimer's? That Granted, you now got Alzheimer's. Like now listen, money do a Listen, but money, money goes, money goes yeah. a long way. And let me tell you, ain't no, I don't know too many motherfuckers that's above it. So you, you get the right, you grease the right palm. Yeah, somebody gonna diagnose you with that shit. I fully believe it. I don't think it's a conspiracy theory because it's happened before. People do that shit all the time. You know. Um, so let's talk about juice. <laughs> we so today's movie is Juice, um, which is a 1992 film, and this is a film. I, um, because we're talking about, like, school, yada, 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 these are, like, four school-age friends, though so they rarely ever even go we to school. We do not see these niggas um, in school
1: maybe more than three times. <laughs>
0: more I think that's even generous um but the point is like it was um because that's what we're focused on this month and so we wanted to like you know do something younger so I changed with the film that we were doing at the last minute um but I'm very glad that we did this film because this is like a, a favorite of mine like I like Juice up there with the way I like boys in the hood, you know what I mean? Like it's one of those films that I've seen so many times. Maybe because I'm just a sucker for a good tragedy. Um, because I I truly I was going to say that there's a trend here. What it is? There's a trend here. It's a, it. You know, I can't help it. I'm I'm toxic.
1: <laughs> it's the yeah. drama of it all. There's lots of emotions around it. Yeah. I get it. It's a ride.
0: Yeah. So you've never seen this film, Linda. and you also said no, you've never seen, seen this it. film before, Camille, which is yeah, never hard seen it. to believe because everybody in this film, like, is right. very canon well, my mom in, like, black culture.
2: Movies, and this is a good movie,
0: so. Fair. <laughs> That's probably <why>. so. <laughs> you said this wasn't played in my house. This is not played in my house. <laughs> if Roger Ebert gave it above 1 star, your mom exactly. was like, eh. I told you, you that know. she
2: walked out no.
0: of ET <laughs> in the movie theater.
2: She said this shit, she said it was stupid. why was stupid. Like, You know, she walked out of ET and she walked out of this <laughs> critically acclaimed.
1: The way that she's right though, I I fully agree with your mother Fully. Fully.
0: <laughs> okay so like usual I'm gonna uh, I'm just gonna read um, what I have from Wikipedia so Juice is a 1992 American crime thriller film directed by Ernest R Dickerson Um, and this film has a cast stacked okay like this film stacked first of all fine ass Omar Epps I mean is there anything that this man can do wrong I I just he's so fucking Hunt. and he was he he was like um, 17 in this movie. I was like oh they're old like he, was the, he, young, was, he was, was the youngest he was the youngest so person fun. yeah he no he, he's like the youngest person in this film it also stars fucking tupac and this was before tupac yeah. had released his debut album oh. so he was like on set the like the word is is that he was like on set had a book of lyrics like and they were like and omar epps like picked it up one day and he saw the lyrics for brenda has got a baby um so it's like it it's crazy and then there's khalil khan Oof. who we know is darnell Oof.
1: from girlfriend yeah, i recognize that nigga um, immediately immediately because like, <laughs> his
0: face that's his darnell face so that's, that's darnell
2: it's just so pretty
0: yeah, and oof. He's very pretty, He's man. such a fucking... He's so hot. And one time I saw this TikTok of his daughter, because obviously he's a daughter old enough to be on TikTok, who was like, who talked about how, like, people were talking about her dad was a heartthrob in the 90s. And when I say she looks just like this nigga, just like him. She's so stunning. Like, but yeah. um, So Khalil Khan is also in Mm -hmm. it. Um, And I always think it's so funny because there's like a generational divide of people who know him as Raheem from Juice and then people who know him as Darnell from
1: Girls' I'm darnell. I'm, team
0: darnell. I'm darnell and i've seen juice a thousand no, times i'm team darnell from girlfriends um it also stars jermaine hopkins as eric Steele thurman if you have yeah, ever seen there, like also. a black movie you know this nigga he was in in every fucking thing mm-hmm. he was in lean on me he was the the kid from lean on me and that's probably why i had such a soft spot for him in this film because I just love that movie, and um, I'm the H and in this. <laughs> <moment>. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Um, it also has Cindy Heron, who, if you don't know, uh, Lyndon was one of the original members of Invoke. I did not um, know that. So, c- and Cindy plays Yolanda. So that's I was going to say is that the woman friend? that plays Yolanda? Yeah. <laughs> so unnecessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's one of the one of the original members from Invoke, and it also stars. Vincent Loresca who is an actor who you've seen in everything but you don't know his name but you know his face instantly instantly of, of course, course Samuel L Jackson has a fucking cameo fucking junior from my wife and kids is in it. Junior? um <laughs> yes we no yes junior from my wife and kids He's yes that's him oh oh my god yes that's him I need to restart my wife and kids damn fucking Queen Latifah has a cameo Flex Alexander has a cameo Fab Five Freddy is in this Donald Faison from fucking Scrubs is in this they have Treach of Naughty by Nature he's in this like when I tell you this shit Dr. Dre yeah he's in this like this motherfucking movie stacked like had so many many like people in it um but yeah i i love this so we're just gonna jump on it and i'm just gonna start so like basically like the film just kind of like opens and like all of the guys they're like a crew like it's bishop who's played by tupac Q or Quincy, they always name him this nigga Quincy in movies. I said he's Quincy everywhere. And it's Quincy everywhere. I don't like know what Quincy. the hell. Maybe he just is. Say. He does. He does look like a Quincy. Um, Q, Q, who's played by Omar Epps, Rahim, who's played by Khalil Khan, and Steele, who's played by uh, Jermaine Hopkins. They are like, Teenage like friends growing up in Harlem, and clearly, these are like guys who are raised by like single moms, so their whole gig is like they're brothers, you know, these are like they're, they're brothers, they're thick and thin, they're a crew, and it's very clear, like, immediately who's the leader of this crew. Like, Raheem be ordering these niggas around like he's their daddy, but I think it's funny, I think it's funny because he is the only one who has a child in the movie, Mariah. The
2: entire movie, I say he is fathering the wrong son's right now he really what? is he, he really is. the
0: fuck is you need I mean, to be if if you with your actual take son care of that baby. if you do gonna take care of that nope. fucking baby with that with that girl <clears throat> who found her somebody with a car and didn't somebody have to work with a his girlfriend she new said york city. i was
2: so happy
0: for her in new york city because because the thing is is in the scene he's like he's like q is like Meeting up with him and he's like eavesdropping on the conversation with uh, Rahim and his girl. And she's like, listen, I need a real man. You want to play pretend? Go play with your dumb ass friends. And I said, baby? She said, just because you have this baby does not make you a father. You need to be there. And when I tell you, I was like living for the way she like like fully like red oh, yeah. his ass and he was and he was so pissed about it but basically like their whole gig like they skip school they hang out in an arcade and they sell mixtapes q is a an aspiring mm-hmm. dj of course that's a thought that's a male thought job so of course this male <laughs> thought has to be a fucking like d- aspiring was
2: Quincy dj a thought though
0: well, my dad was a DJ. was Quincy a thought though I just he just gives me of He was not really slutting it you know? out like I'll that, trust though. him, yeah. I don't, exactly, does I don't trust him. Like he was flirting with the girl in the store to steal records. He was like flirting. He flirts with everybody. He just seems like a big ass yeah. flirt, you know? Maybe we only saw him with Yolanda, but I don't believe it. So basically, yeah, they're they're like like basically like going to they get run out of the arcade. So it's clear that this happens all the time. So police officers Basically, not stopping no real fucking crime on the street. I was going to say, why going are the police to the there raiding this fucking arcade out of the blue? Raiding the fucking arcade. So Samuel L. Jackson, of course, is running an arcade where all the kids skip school and come and, like, you know, deal drugs, play video games. What the fuck ever. Um, and so they're harassed by the police. And they, they're also, but they also get harassed by this Puerto Rican gang led by Ramides. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. so yeah so, they, so they're so they're getting harassed all over so they're getting bitched out left and right from police they run from police they run from like everybody and one day after they do all this running and they're hopping buildings these niggas on some parkour shit like they're oh, hopping fences exactly <laughs> these niggas is hopping fences these niggas is like jumping from building to building to escape the police so they don't have to go to fucking school Take your ass to school, nigga. Ain't nobody chasing you at school. Ain't nobody chasing you at school. And they caught Steele's dumb ass and made him go to school. And he ditched. He ran from the truancy officer. Ran from that motherfucker. And I'm like, just go to school. You can still ju- deal drugs in school. People did that all the time. So it's possible. It is. It you is. know. It um. Is. So then they all kind of, like, hide out at Steele's house, and this is when Bishop, like, fucking loses it. You can tell Bishop comes from, like, a very broken and, like, traumatic yeah. house because he's a little messed up in the head, and he doesn't like when someone calls him yeah. crazy. Like, it's a big... Yeah trigger for him and his father didn't seem
2: yeah you know super coherent here with us and like right. they're alluding to some jail time and right it,
0: yeah so he seems like he's had to raise himself and so he does a lot of things to cope but you can tell like he leans on these friends you know yeah but his big thing is like he needs to be the guy who has the juice because well, you know he wants I mean? to That's...
1: feel secure so he feels like he exactly. needs to be able to control everyone through fear
0: everyone through fear and through like murder yeah. and through and, it's <laughs> and power. And it's about talking, power. It's like mm-hmm. I don't know.
2: It's it's not to take it to like this place, but it's just so interesting. You know, there are signs here, yeah, early on that this is not going to be great, and like you don't really know what to do with that stuff, but I feel like it's stuff I've seen in other people in, like, real life. Oh, absolutely. The attraction to violence, and, like, the way he was talking, like, he was talking specifically about the power of knowing you can, like, take a life. Take somebody's life. And it's like, yeah, these poor boys, I get it, we're all kids, but, like... Yeah. Yeah. They knew that nigga was a
0: little bit... They knew that nigga was a little bit more messed up. Well, clearly, because when Blizzard was
1: sticking up the place that Quincy was getting the cigarettes from bishop was like let's go in like let's do this and they're all holding him back physically and being like and i got his whole monologue too of like just being mm -hmm. fed up of having to run away constantly like
0: you want something i completely understand that and he's
1: fully validated and like having that anger but the way that it's translated internally with him from just being pissed off that this is a situation to the best way to solve the situation is to have power through violence
0: it's, to, it's in your it's just but the thing is is I get it because it's like you grow yeah. up in, ha, in in Harlem it's the 90s you're it's like crack epidemic you're you're in this cycle yeah. of violence that's like for some kids especially like Bishop this is all that there's ever yeah. gonna be so mm-hmm. it was always gonna be kill or be killed yeah. for him you know what I mean so for me I'm like I get what where his head is at there's no out there's nothing but yeah. this so they're, they're So at some point he knew he was always going to have to go out and buy a gun and be the guy on top, yeah. you know, and it sucks. It really does suck that like kids, you know, young black boys and girls are like indoctrinated into this cycle of violence. And it takes so it takes so much to break out of it. But you do see Q trying yeah. to do that. Q has mm-hmm. something in his life that matters to him, and that is DJing. That's music, and he thinks that's his way out. So he tries to enter a DJ competition. Mm-hmm. The rest of these guys, though. Okay, wait. But before we get there, let's talk about Q going to Yolanda's house and sitting on the couch with her ex-husband.
1: I was like, I said, someone ah! needs to. Ah! She needs to be in jail because ah! why is she hanging out with this yeah, high schooler won- won- with her ex-husband? Won- She's
2: in jail right yeah. there.
1: Let's She's kicking the
0: ex-husband
2: we, out. Oh, yes. This is what I hate about this. Well, first of all, it's a very unnecessary Absolutely. narrative, right? In the yes. entire story, we don't need it. Yeah. But whenever, so whenever it's the other way around, when it's mm-hmm. an older man with yeah. a younger, like, girl in a story, the younger girl is, like, crazy. Right. Or the, young, or the older man is trying so hard right. to not be tempted by this person, mm-hmm. right? Right. And it's like... But when it's the other way around, it's always to show us that the boy is super mature, more yeah. mature, right, and a little more charming. A, a phenomenon that I don't know about you. I've never encountered nope. in life. Never encountered so mature that he needs to date women that are older than him. That's yeah. never really the case. No, and it's always and the woman is always they either make her like you know so understanding and so great where she's unstable. Mm-hmm. She right. doesn't have her life together, but when yeah. it's the other way around, it's like a young girl messing up a man's very stable mm-hmm. life and he has a right. family. Seducing. And seducing—it's it the Lolita. It's the Lolita, so, it's yeah. The Lolita thing. Yeah, yeah. it was so gross, and like this was so it unnecessary. Really was. I could put yeah. with you. Did, have you a it, Did you guys ever read Lolita? Did you
0: guys ever read Lolita in high not,
2: school? I honestly could not get through it. I never. We had to I read, read have to, it. Yeah, I wasn't assigned it, so when I tried to read it on my own, it was just like.
0: disgusting it's disgusting but that's but that's the whole thing of this of this whole thing of like oh she's tempting me i'm like no she's a child she's literally a child child and you're and so i hate that's that narrative is is ridiculous but that's exactly the situation q is in with this woman and he shows up at her house they did it's need to so date. weird she could have just been like an older woman
2: in the neighborhood who does care she could
1: have been things. his cousin or something you know like what? his older cousin right. that she's like right, you, yeah. Can yeah. Have places to... stay, you can just like come over here and hang out like it didn't right. need right. to be a romantic right.
0: situation in any regard it was so strange. because there was, was no true. because there was no of this there was nothing in this film that was like romance is like gonna fix it all like there was no like the thing is okay. that if i'm comparing it to boys in the hood but the thing that's different about the romance in boys in the hood and the romance in this is that it's not like inserted the way it is in this like for that it was very much like oh that was and that was what we talked about about him like you know going to her and like leaning on her and that relationship being something but this that's not what's happening here that's not what's happening here at all so now it just seems so. Obviously, this is statutory rape. So that's what this woman is mm-hmm. doing. Um, is, is statutory raping this kid, basically. But basically, the point is is that, um, you know, Q signs up for this DJ competition. He's very excited because he thinks he can win. Um, and he has an audition. But Raheem meets him in the hallway and says, we have to have a meeting tomorrow. And I'm like, you niggas, is this an organization? Like, take your ass to school. Like, what do you Literally. mean? He's like, he's like, you need to be there. And the way he be bossing these niggas around, again, like you said, Camille, he is fathering the wrong motherfuckers in this. Oh my god. I said if you don't go take care of your baby, this is crazy. These are not your sons. Take care of your baby. Go to school. Get a job, nigga. How about that? You want to boss somebody around? Go be you you can tell them you have management experience. Like go up there to fucking like, (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) take your ass to Target. Like, I mean, but doesn't he? Wasn't he? But yeah, um, so basically uh, he's like, okay, we have a big meeting tomorrow. We have something to discuss as a crew. Cause you're right. Cause he did get in the competition. He, he might did. be, but the point is, <laughs> the point is, is like Hugh gets, he makes it into the DJ competition. And then they go to this meeting and this nigga Raheem has showed up with a gun. Now these unstable ass motherfuckers show up yeah. with a gun. And the way that Bishop reacts to seeing that gun, it's like Christmas. Yeah. Dang. It's like Christmas with this nigga. Terrifying. And St- Steele immediately is not on board with it. Like, he does not want any fucking parts in this. He's like, y'all, I think we might be taking it too far. But basically, basically, they hatch a plan. They're like, we're going to rob the liquor store of the racist... White man who has a don't you hate that I hate that like our that like whole trope of like there being a white or a non black person with a convenience store in a black neighborhood and he's so racist to all the black people. Mm-hmm. I
2: mean, in the neighborhood, it's,
0: is it really a trope? Or it's not. It's the truth. You're right. It's you're right. So you're right. It's the thing it's, that It's come. actually the <laughs> yeah. truth. You're one hundred thousand mm-hmm. percent right. Because have you ever been followed around, a beauty supply Absolutely. by an Asian yes. woman multiple times? Yeah, girl the edge controlling even that
2: deep for me okay i don't I mean need to
0: see. And, and the thing is is i just got into it like at fucking Rite Aid yesterday with like this with the sales lady because like i bought some press-ons but then they didn't fit so i was like okay whatever i don't have my receipt i'm gonna take it back here's my thing about a receipt so yes i did not have my receipt but i had like i put my number in you know how it, like, tracks so all the, of your purchases? Exactly.
1: The order should just be within your— Be because there. Ulta, you then, don't need a receipt. You just need your last name, yeah. your email, and the yeah. product unopened, yeah. and you can return
0: that yeah. shit. And the, and the thing is, is even if I didn't do that, I have the credit card that exactly. I use to buy it. So, I, so usually what they do, if I go return something at another store, they're like, okay, just swipe the credit card mm-hmm. that you use, and then it'll come up. So apparently they don't do this at Rite Aid. So this lady was being yeah. rude as fuck to me from the moment I walked in. And it's like, nope, we don't do that. We only do half of the money back. Da, 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 da. I'm like, I'm not about to trip with you over $10. Yeah. And then, so I just hand it back to her. I'm like, whatever, give my money back. I don't want it. I'm walking out of the store and she's like, did you steal this? I said, Woo! <laughs> you didn't though re- you got the right bitch okay at the wrong time cuz i was in a bad mood she's like cuz the little the little security tag it's still on it you know how they do like the thing where like they yeah. so you can't take it oh my God. i went through self checkout i went through self checkout cuz i don't like to interact with, i also do
1: self checkout yes yeah.
0: um so i went through self checkout and i paid for it Bought it and everything, and then I go back and I'm returning it, and she's like, "Yeah, you shouldn't have been able to walk out with this because it would have set the alarm off." I said, "If that was the case, then it shouldn't have been something that I could buy a self-checkout." Yeah. I said, "Do not ever." I said, "Let me tell you something. Do not ever in your life speak to somebody like that." I don't have to steal from fucking righters, and if I was, don't steal, bitch. I would have steal don't some you think I would have about it?
2: Right. I
0: wouldn't steal some ten bitch i would have gone for something much more expensive if i was gonna steal exactly you ain't gotta worry about that but i was so pissed um so basically yeah so they're gonna rob this (laughs) liquor store of this guy um so then the next night, but they needed alibi. So, it, like, he was like, I can't go to this robbery because I have my DJ competition. Mm. And they're like, that's not more important. That's not more. Which I huh? do not understand. That priority
1: like fucked up. not seem like he fully understood yes. how important this DJ competition was. The other kid, what was his name, yeah. Jamal? He clearly didn't really want to be there.
3: He, he would have rather
1: been at the like DJ competition.
0: A... They were really just doing yeah, this to fucking would've... appease Bishop. Bishop, Bishop, who is like insane, and I don't understand, but I I don't know why they feel such, they feel so drawn to him. They feel like they need to protect him when this nigga just seems like I could I pegged from the moment he first came on screen. This is not the type of nigga who cares. Like he would rob his own grandma. Like he, this is that's the vibe that he was giving off. So I don't see why they feel.
2: He's very much the person who steals your money
0: and helps you look Oh, absolutely. It. Like, exactly! Like, oh, my
2: mouth was a gape for so yeah. much in this movie. Every time yeah. you
0: did anything, I was like, oh, How? you're, wow, you're crazy, but, yeah. crazy, Okay. Yeah, yeah. I see you. Yeah. Wild. I mean, this nigga is wild. So basically, they're like, okay, we'll use the DJ composition as an alibi. So you go. We'll say that we were there. But once you actually do your set, we're going to leave and go rob the liquor store so they do that and they're at the liquor store and for some reason they give Bishop the gun i don't know who thought this was a good idea cuz this nigga is mentally unstable yeah. he was probably terribly, just begging terribly, for it they were like fine stay, unstable. take unstable
1: but no he should not yeah. have had the gun
0: so then so basically the robbery is a success. They get everything they need. This man is not nope. fighting back. He has, his, he has his back to them. So he can't even see their faces, even though they're wearing yep. masks. He can't even make them out. He's like, please don't shoot. Please don't shoot. They get it. They get all the money and they're like, Bishop, we need to leave before the cops come back around for their patrol. And what does Bishop do? He shoots this man for no, no reason. reason.
2: For no reason. Shoots him in the neck.
0: like maybe $30. Maybe $30. Maybe $30. And so now they leave, and now they're like, oh, shit. And Steele starts crying because he's like, oh, that nigga is dead. We just committed Uh a murder. We just committed a murder. And so Raheem gets, like, very, very, like, uh, upset, and he and Bishop start fighting, but Bishop still has the gun. Mm -hmm. And so then he shoots fucking Raheem and oh, kills
1: Because no. they're wrestling and then he picks up the gun and shoots him point blank.
2: Yeah. For no
1: reason. Shoots him point
0: blank for no reason. And that's when we get into act two. Okay. Because okay, okay. I just wanted to make a note about
1: how fucking Bishop as they're running away from Raheem's body goes back to take yeah. the money.
0: Goes back!
2: He is
1: not right He's he not goes right. back
0: instead of helping this nigga instead of going to get the police going to call an ambulance they don't even call nine one one to come help no. him bishop goes back and fucking steals the money off of his dead yep. body and then, and then they go back and to the party literally wakes up grabs
1: his arm looks him in the eye yeah and he still takes the money yeah. and goes mm.
0: and he still takes the money and leaves his dead body there of a nigga who's supposed to be your yeah. brother the only nigga who ever defended you in this group. Cause the rest of these niggas don't really fuck with him like yep. that. Okay. That nigga crazy.
2: Yep. So yeah, just continuing on the crazy path of events. Yeah. They run away after he kills um Raheem, and he basically is straight up threatening mm-hmm. his friends, his yeah. own boys. Yeah. Telling Q and Steel, this will be you next, basically, if mm-hmm. you are not, you know, if you tell if you anybody rat me rat
0: out, rat. out. Oh my god, Yes. Yeah. Insane. insane
2: my mouth i mean my mouth was like yeah I my said, mouth was but like it. truly open the entire yeah. time
0: yeah
2: so q and steel start realizing that you know this we're in over our heads like this thing is really not all right he's out here really just killing everyone and they're trying I to keep mean, their distance i mean this nigga just
0: killed yeah. their friend yeah they're their best friend like they're supposed to be brothers and he fucking murdered him like right. shot him and they're not even branch. trying
1: to snitch okay. on him. They're fully just trying to no. distance themselves from him.
2: They want to move on with their mm. lives. Mm-hmm. Um, And so they go to the funeral. It's so yeah. sad. I hate a yeah. funeral. The the boys are obviously distraught over the just children. Just like completely distraught. His mom is there. Their moms are worried about them. Yeah, And this <laughs> this stunt queen is at the yep. funeral doing the... All you have to do is just show up there and be He's too sad performing to talk, him. right? He's he is giving the performance like of, a of a lifetime. lifetime. The greatest showman. He is, you know, hugging the sister and saying, yeah. you know, whoever did this, we're gonna finally get that. Like and, and It, it all was of you, us. nigga. Yeah? yeah, Q was all of us in this moment standing over there looking at him like, oh fuck, like
0: you're you're a nuts. Yeah, you're nuts. The fact that he was like smiling, he walked into the funeral with like a smile on his face. Yes. How nuts that's is that? That's
1: absolutely terrifying.
2: Like,
1: uh, uh, I just the, I can't of,
0: comprehend
2: it. One of the first signs of him not being right is as soon as he had a store an alibi ready. Yeah. But like people who start like after they do something bad and they start talking in terms of like, no, it didn't happen this way because we did right. this and this and this, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you nuts! <laughs> I bitch. don't like the way that's you're free that. That's some nuts shit. Nuts. Like so. It um but yeah so they just keep trying to uh avoid him yeah until basically they see it should act, i mean q being, even like, goes to
0: fucking school
2: mm-hmm. it, to avoid this nigga he goes oh, to yeah. school literally <laughs> <laughs> he's literally like in his locker yeah like Justing off his books, can't remember his combination. It is a sad state of affairs. Yeah, we have a young Dwayne Martin passing him in the hallway, being like, "Oh no, Donald Faison, Donald Faison, yeah, like, yeah. don't be here." It's <laughs> said, "Damn nigga, it's been that <laughs> yeah. long.
0: You don't remember the combination, totally. like, baby, yeah. baby." Um,
2: and he's while he's at school, Bishop approaches him oh and God, is like, "That nigga's
0: creepy.
2: He's insane. It's on some It's very confusing." He's like, "You know, we're the crew, but also like." i will kill mm-hmm. you
0: so it's like uh, which one what is which it one? right
2: he's like what and like q it's a shame because q is not even trying to beat on that because no. me personally i was like he has to die now like i don't know yeah. why we're all not plotting
0: to get yeah him. we should have just killed him because it seemed like boys, that would have avoided they're
2: not killers they're it's not. Like the saddest thing he's really trying to reason with this boy who's been his friend right the second grade yeah uh, and it's and really so- sad it's really especially sad too, cause, and they're sad about it especially
1: because <laughs> like you said <laughs> like real- there was clear signs that he was a little like not right but like with the stick up with blizzard mm-hmm. they were able to get him to like turn around not actually get involved so i think that right. they thought that right. you know when he had these moments that they'd be able to control him but the second he had that gun they in his be hand they'd able to talk him down, uh,
2: he had that gun it was, it was different, different. It and was i different. think that's a i think it's a really common thing i don't know about you guys but when i was growing up there was definitely friends who like needed more help than what we all could provide as like yeah Yeah. but none of us but we were all just like taking that on Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. and it's like wow i was a 15
2: year old like trying to help another 15 year old like right trauma that i've never even had like stuff like that and i do think that's a good thing that like i feel like a lot of a lot more kids now are more comfortable at least speaking it out with each other if not letting some other people know when there's like issues mm-hmm. like there.
0: this has gotten to be too much you know exactly because it's a lot it's a I lot remember of
2: of too I bet mm-hmm. that's like a
0: layer of it of like realizing your friend is really mm-hmm. needs help Beyond not not to help, go on yes. a tangent but I remember when I had a friend who's very problematic in my life and we were stealing change out of cars at one point um like we were just going around in to go to my neighborhoods stealing change out of cars during the summertime. That was our activity. And I think that was when I realized, oh, um yeah, this person is corrupting me. Like there was yeah. one point when we were like trashing abandoned houses and ruining people's gardens. I said, I need to stop hanging with this person because so I did yeah. everything. I was literally like cute. I was doing everything to avoid her. I was like, oops, got to babysit yeah. my brothers. Oops, got to wash my hair. Oops, got to walk the dog. I don't have a dog. I was like, I just was doing everything <laughs> to avoid her because it's like, because you don't know. Because when you're that young, how do you tell you this person? To I cannot be your friend. I cannot be your friend. Or even, like, you don't what know how yeah. people to do, that. do you
1: go to to be, like, I cannot be so, friends with this person? And, like, right. how do you handle that?
0: Because some of the adults in their lives yeah. probably can't even process that kind of shit, you Absolutely. know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes.
2: Um, and I think that's a part of it, too. Like, I think it sh- they did a nice job of showing us in the beginning that Bishop and you know, has a tough situation at home, not to mm-hmm. excuse any of his actions. Right. He does seem to be being providing the money. Mm-hmm. It looks like, which is I get some motivation for stealing, but mm-hmm. whatever the emotional toll all of this is taking on him is, is what is causing all of this, other than like, yeah. we out here just killing yeah. people. Um so the next thing we see is that Bishop is approached by the Puerto Rican gang after because they all well, we skipped a big part they were all interrogated yeah by the police by the cops Mm -hmm. like the same night that everything happened right and you know we see they all have very different attitudes about it and how it's going Mm -hmm. down but they basically all end up scapegoating the puerto rican gang they all yes they said it
0: was them they did it the puerto ricans killed you know him right Mm -hmm. so this is the first time that the puerto
2: ricans are seeing bishop after the cops, you know, let them know. Because they're in the pot as usual, helping mm-hmm. no one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your helping name is no being one. thrown around. Like, yeah. the girls are talking. you the name on everybody's lips. And so they approach him. And he's by himself. No crew in sight. Outnumbered. The, yeah. the girls have knives, the Puerto Ricans mm-hmm. cut knives. Ba- baby, like, yeah. little
0: switchblade, the scary yeah. knives that probably, I mean, like, yes. the Isley brothers carried around or the something. Like, but, but you know the knife I'm talking yes. about. Like, I got a knife. That was definitely the
2: vibe. Totally. And so the boys see, like, uh, Steele and Q see this happening across the street. And where they normally would jump in and intervene, they both make the conscious choice to walk away. And let that nigga get his ass beat. Because Hell yeah! Exactly I would have done the same. I would have joined in, maybe got a few hits in, and then yeah, been on my merry way.
0: <laughs> Hit his ass a couple times. they be like, "They got us. They got us too, bro. We ran." And the whole time, whole time is me kicking you in the fucking head. It's not even that. Exactly. And that's what Bishop would have done. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. I've done With that WWBD. too. W W B
2: D. What would Bishop yeah. do? Yep. Yeah, that's what oh, he would have done um And so after that interaction, Bishop kind of finds them and confronts them separately, basically, you know, questioning their loyalty, saying they were there and getting more and more threatening yeah. as time goes on. Like, yeah, he really, oh, you skipped like, over he that. He's, he's
1: like, Puerto Rican guy.
0: oh, he right. like, he like, after he got jumped, he chased that guy. And then shot him point blank yeah. range in yeah. the face he and in the has head. Killed
2: another person. So He's
0: killed another body yet another person.
2: he is on a spree. This is happening within like yeah. days of each yeah. other. And It is like um,
0: what? You can't just go around
1: murdering right. people that close together. Question was that's exactly. a tiny ass gun? Where's he getting all these fucking bullets? Because I know they ain't free.
0: Uh and because that's I what I was, was wondering. Bullets? Because he shot yeah. that. He shot that Puerto Rican guy like yeah. Tons. Oh my uh, god! And that's so vicious. Just like kept so going vicious.
2: far after him being dead already.
0: What do they call that? Execution style when you shoot Exe- somebody that close up. Something like that. I think it's when you. Sh- I think it's specifically when you shoot them like in the back of the head. In the back I of think. the head or something. Oh, okay. so. yeah, yeah. But it's so like you're not. really
2: close, like point blank yeah. range. Like yeah. Oof, you're there. That's to kill. nuts. It's that's so nuts. Fun. Um, but so yeah, Q now feels like he has to go protect mm-hmm. himself. So he goes out trying to get a gun um
0: because he's scared at that point he didn't know what he the scared. fuck to do he was like exactly. this nigga is he know he said i know i'm next yeah. because he's just he's just knocking him off the list q knew he was yeah. next right and he has a
2: feeling too because he just got off the phone because he was with you know with old girl all, literally yeah. old um yeah. yolanda at her house and he gets a call from steel being like yo i'm out here with this nigga right now and i'm really scared yeah <laughs> right i'm really scared and Bishop overhears and gets on the phone. Yeah. And says some more scary shit. So that's what prompts him to go get the Mm -hmm. gun. He's Mm got twenty-five dollars to his name. It's
0: very sad (laughs) state of affairs. Fuck you go buy a gun with twenty-five dollars, bro.
1: You can't get shit with
2: that, honey. Where are you going? I know. Um, but in the meantime, while he's getting this gun. Bishop has already started going around town trying to make it look like Q is the one murdering all of these people. You know, planting seeds, talking to Samuel L. Jackson, who can see right through the shit. Knows he's bullshitting. Knows he's bullshitting. But it's smart enough to not get involved.
0: Hell no, he said. (laughs) He he said, oh, they out today," But
2: he's really trying to make it seem like, you know, Q is out here and he's acting different and really trying to make it seem like he's the one killing all these people. Um, Meanwhile, Bishop has already shot steel he's is like, fighting. The way Steele,
0: Steele was like, nigga, don't you get tired of this? He said what do I got that you want? He
3: said,
0: he said, What
3: are you doing? Yeah. Like
0: yeah. that part actually made me laugh because I was I was thinking it. I was Steele was like, What don't you get tired of this shit? No, Digger, really. What are you doing? You can still go shooting everybody you don't you don't agree with? Exactly.
2: you can't do that no i i was in oh, i used to work at pizza hut shout out to just, that. i pizza. they got robbed one morning well, yeah. i was just not even on the clock there to pick up my fucking check before yes. class like yes. i go there and i was very much on steals type time like i walk in see the robbery and like try to turn around It. yeah like, nice. they like, <sighs> and they were like no 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 and i was and they're so annoyed. I said, really? Like he
0: said, I just can pick up. My I chin. said, it's early in
2: the morning, like we didn't even open it. Like, we don't even have any money. Like you should really just let us go. They had a kni- also a knife. Get a knife, not a gun. So I was oh like oh, feeling like as nervous. And right. I was just like, I have to go to class. Right. You came at a weird time. Like yeah. please. He's like, I want everyone to give me your money that you
3: have. I
2: said I'm a a student at no money like I have no money. I came here to get get music theory. Like I did did you go to class? class? Yeah, I went to music theory. You went to class after you got robbed? After you were
0: like at a fucking You you were in a you were in a
2: hold-up and then you went to class. This was my sophomore year where I was doing a lot of drugs. So I was just like move on with my day. And I show up late, and the teacher is like, what? And I'm like, I got robbed of the hut. And then it was like, such a thing. And she's like, are you okay? Are you good? I said, to be honest, I really am fine. Like, it was mostly just weird. It was a robbery. I I know. Like, it just didn't, I guess it just wasn't feeling as intense as I always imagined a robbery. To feel something about the person felt very actually non threatening Again, and they came out hungry. And there is I was nothing. gonna say, yeah, yeah. They exactly. probably
1: thought that that was the best just time to go too, because like no one else is probably coming in and out no at the time, there. beginning no of the day. Whatever in the
2: till is, you
0: know,
1: probably enough for, for change right. at least for the day. But right.
0: they don't they know that the manager brings the money from the fucking bank. We ain't got no money here. We, we just yeah. we just employees waiting for them to show up with yeah. the money. I said I'm the only person in this
2: room right now who knows how to answer the phone yeah. so I promise you none of these niggas know anything about where the money is
0: <laughs> we ain't got there no is. motherfucking money in this motherfucker. it's in a yeah. safe and the manager's not yeah. even here yeah um, but yeah very casual robbery just, uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the <laughs> so anyway, um, steal has
0: been shot Steel yes, is right. still shot
2: He's fighting for his life in the alley while yes. Bishop is running around I for was his spreading That was such a sad
0: that was such a sad part of this movie for me the first is fierce, time I watched yeah. it because I did not want him to die. I was like, no. this is a baby. He got dragged along. He's these guys like bully him like a little brother, okay. but they love and care about him. And this nigga just shot him in the stomach So that's him. the thing. For most of
1: this movie I was like, you know what, Bishop, just go to jail. I'm not gonna wish death upon you. When he killed
3: Steele. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I said, No, now he needs to die. <laughs>
0: Now he said that that baby needs, death <laughs> needs the death penalty. Dude, <laughs> that dude, nigga needs the death dude, penalty. He was going off.
1: So, it was like honestly terrifying for me to watch cuz I'm like he has the capacity oh, yeah. to just do What's it. Next? Like, th- I always say What's next? I never want power. I'm not a person that wants to be powerful because look where I got him. We, All his friends said, dead at the hands yeah. of him people fear him no one yeah. actually wants to be around him like i don't want that
0: because he's crazy and it seems yeah. it's a word around the street that this nigga is crazy like nigga's exactly not. yeah well i wish that,
2: and not those terms though right we're saying yeah. he's got the juice we yeah we are like admiring the behavior I and mean, we are yeah. praising the behavior yeah. um and while this is all happening q also pays a visit to samuel jackson and he's like look i need you to deliver a message i need you to tell bishop to meet me at this time i don't know why everyone's looking at me crazy he, samuel jackson informs him girl they're saying your name out in the streets hey, maybe mm-hmm. yeah like bishop is trying to is really saying that you're out here get- and i love he like, chooses his words very carefully he's not picking no signs right. he said no nope. the street is mm. you're crazy you shot your friends mm. it's it's all this Um, So the next thing we see is Q and Bishop kind of meeting up, and Q is not about this life. He gets nervous. Someone, like, comes up to him and ends up being, like, a houseless person, and he, like, pulls the gun, and he's immediately like, no. I just exactly. Not be. Bro is the the that ocean. scene broke my heart. That scene, because no. yeah. yeah.
0: not if you're going to go meet yeah. a psycho. Yeah. I would yeah. have just like, I away. Can't, she,
2: I'm not that girl. I but, fight, like, him I with shoot. the houseless no, person no, and they're it both it just absolutely
1: terrified yeah. looking at each other. I, like, that broke my fucking mm-hmm. heart
0: because it's, really it's like this is a kid it's like it's, these are kids at the at the end of the day I think that's what we need to remember of Thank how you. much of this and how much of everything that happens is such a product of what kids are you know exposed yeah. to like I don't yeah. mean to go off on another t- tangent but yeah. I've been listening to this audiobook of um Oprah and um, this like psychologist, like the guy, the, the child psychologist who is famous for in, like who was famous for bringing up childhood trauma, like that was mm. his whole revolutionary research back in the seventies and the eighties. Like he was the first person to be on that, okay. and it's called it's called What Happened to You, mm. and he talks about. How much we have to reframe from why am I this way Mm -hmm. or what did I do wrong to what happened to you as a child that has made you this way. It's an incredible book and I recommend it to anybody. It's mostly just like they talk a lot of stories about patients and their own childhood traumas Mm -hmm. and yada, yada, yada. But the point is, is that that's the conversation that needs to be had. When talking about these mm-hmm. kids and the actions that they've had to take to go at 17 years old to go buy a gun to possibly shoot a friend yeah, who you've been friends so with since the yeah. second grade. What happened to you? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. it's sad. It really is. <laughs> it's it just crazy. it's so sad. Cause it's yeah, real, it you
2: know? That shit happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, I was saying before a few months back when I was like, you know, helping the kids write the plays, like every play has been bad so because and it's casual it's casual Mm -hmm. it's just what we see it's just what we know and it's to the point where it's like okay i have to take a break because i can't read 20 of these in a row yeah and not feel like oh my god but to them it's just just, it's sad
0: when i was yeah no i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you go ahead i'm sorry I was just, when yeah, I was um, um a camp counselor though, like, and I had like even littler kids than your like teenagers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just the, the things that these kids would say yeah. and the way that they would behave, the things that they knew. And I had like six, seven, eight yeah. year olds and I'm like, there's too much. You're being exposed to too much at home. And the problem is with a lot of these situations is they're like, oh, he's not old enough to understand that. That's not true yeah. at all. This is at the time right. when the baby's brain is developing the most. Exactly. So they're, 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 they're this is their worldview yeah. now. And that's how you get right. to the point where gun violence is so casual mm-hmm. that they can just write about it in a play. Yeah, Because that's what they've been exposed to. I know to. my
1: mom, she works yeah. with third graders. And every time there's like, you know, a big shootout over the weekend in like Philly in certain areas, she knows that when she gets to that classroom on Monday, at least one of those kids are going to be affected in some way. So half the time she's yeah. teaching, and a lot of the time she literally has to be the therapist for these kids and allow space for them to yeah. just pro- to process what happened.
0: Because because where else do they where else do they have that exactly. space? Yeah, so much of teaching and um like teaching
2: training and stuff right now is specifically based on like teaching children who've been through mm-hmm. trauma and like how yeah. to create a classroom that how do you put um like policies and certain things into effect that the whole class can easily follow that make it safe, whether i not, whether I know or not, if anyone has experienced trauma, like how can we, how can, basically it's like, how can we make sure we're not triggering a kid's fight or flight? Which is hard. When kids don't feel safe, that's the part of their brain that's activated. So you can't Mm -hmm. sit down in school. Like Mm -hmm. I get it. Mm -hmm. Why would any of them feel like they can just sit down in a classroom And learn anything when they have all of this just stuff stuff in their head and things that have just happened to them. It makes it almost pointless. If I can't sit there and actually concentrate, why even show up? Which is what a lot of people feel. Which is what these boys are feeling in this movie.
0: Because they have real shit going on in their lives. And I think that's amazing that they've switched teaching training to that. Because when we were in school, so much of it was like, oh, he's a bad kid. Kick him out of class. Suspend him. There was never any mentorship going on. It was always just you. And they would just treat these talk to them like shit like and then they wonder why these kids want to fight them you know it's cool because look at how you treat them you're not showing any empathy at all and so i think that's that's amazing um yeah
3: but yeah Uh, (laughs) 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 yes
0: yeah so bishop and q
2: they do end up meeting up we uh, just to reiterate Who's thrown his gun in the ocean because he's not even trying to go wow. out like that. And yeah. he really is trying to reason with this man. Like he is really trying to reason
1: with, with his whole friend. body. He is trying. because he really
2: thinks because he really thinks that he can, yeah. right? Like, like we said, it's that thing we were just talking about of it's beyond uh-huh. you. It's right. beyond you. Right. Um and yeah, are we, when does Act 3 start? I feel like oh it's probably God, we've now.
3: Just talking. We've just We've been segmented. like, right, right, We've
2: hey, got. Hey, Lyndon, if
3: you want
0: to close this yeah. yeah. one out. Go
3: ahead. So. Tupac is
1: trying to tell Samuel Jackson that Q is the problem.
0: And that he. Babe, we already covered no, that. No, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> we're very close we- to the end. No, I no, was the
1: wrong John. i apologize i apologize i apologize so well, now we see we've like, all the way now to the end what's his name jamal jamil what's that his character's still, name is steel. why did i think it
2: was jamal? nobody's name is jamal i know you do I, I apologize I But
1: steel his his real name is jerome okay that's probably oh, okay, that's what i was thinking mm-hmm. but steel yeah. is still alive and he is taken to the hospital and in the hospital yeah. he admits to yolanda that Bishop is the one that shot him, and that Bishop is the one that's trying yeah. to frame Q. Now, even though he says yeah. this to Yolanda, ain't shit happens from this scene. So I don't understand why they even put nope. in the movie.
0: I didn't understand. Because it's like, why wouldn't she then call the police? Exactly. Why wouldn't okay. she act as an adult? And so what's her right, purpose then?
2: Yeah, they could have just added in like the police coming in that final moment on that. Exactly. Route. You know what I mean? Like it was it, weird. It, it was almost like they were trying to justify her being there in the first place, and it still didn't, it didn't do
1: anything. Yeah. So now you got Bishop in queue at the meetup spot underneath that bridge. And Bishop pulls up, mm-hmm. guns blazing. He is pointing that gun right at the back of this man's head. Yeah. Of course, he's trying to reason with him. <laughs> they have some words, and then Bishop, he just starts shooting. And Quentin just starts running. Yeah. He is but he is a runner, he is a track star. He is booking so, it across the So
3: city.
0: So Lyndon, um, don't mean to no, do, do it. To you, um, but it's Quincy. Quincy. And you <laughs>
3: you <laughs> I'm
1: not, What the yeah. fuck is going on because I have written in my notes Q and there was a kid that went to my school named yeah, Quincy. So that's why yeah. I'm like, oh Q. We know you don't know,
0: mean it's it's all them damn drugs you're do doing. I, I first <laughs> of all...
3: <laughs> you, can't you can't help it. You can't
0: even help it. Listen, I'm going to say it's that.
1: <laughs>
0: but you know what? Maybe
1: some... So now Q, my boy Q, he's he running. He's avoiding as many bullets as possible. Again, I'm like, how many fucking bullets? Dodging are them this motherfuckers,
0: gun? zigzagging. See, this is where Ricky fails. How many bullets are in this gun, Chino? Yeah. It's so You're many. So <laughs> I'm so confused. So he's shooting at him. Anything he gets. Like a little
1: bitty gun. Like it only has. I think it should only what? have like six to nine rounds. It shouldn't have nearly as many rounds as were being actually done in this. And game. I know he ain't
0: stopping to reload. Like, like I know this nigga didn't bring extra extra rounds on him to meet of his friend to have a conversation afford extra rounds are you kidding me he don't got a job this... like, these niggas ain't got no job what where are they getting all these bullets bullets cost money money money
2: but also, I don't know if you guys notice, he's like wearing a lot of jewelry now. The, he all of
3: a sudden. He does. Be, but is
0: it from so that I guess robbery? Is he just taking he money didn't... off every?
2: I think he's just taking
1: money
0: from everyone that he's. He learning. might be robbing niggas off screen, like when we can't see him. Yeah. This niggas out committing robberies. But probably. still, it's
1: like not adding up fully. So maybe he might have extra rounds. I really don't think he brought any to the function. But he finally gets Q in the shoulder. But Q like runs into this apartment that is having a party. Everyone's getting in the elevator, and he gets in the back of the elevator, thinking he's safe. And then who walks into the elevator?
0: <laughs> the gets in the elevator. He doesn't even turn around.
1: Nope. He doesn't
3: even turn but around. But there's a mirror behind the elevator,
0: so even if he turned around, he'd still he, be able to see that it was him. He is staring directly at. If I was in an elevator with two people who were staring at each other down who were staring at each I other down like passed,
1: that. Mm, I need to get out
0: of this elevator. I'm getting off at the please. next floor. Yeah. The next floor? I'm getting off at the Absolutely. next floor. Because then what happens? Because he's staring at each other all the buttons.
1: And then Q opens up his mouth and goes, so you really gonna shoot me in this elevator? And everyone's like, wait a damn minute. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a minute,
3: baby.
2: Stop the tape.
3: Stop the tape. I would have said, no, you're not. Answer,
2: <laughs> no, no, he's no. Gone. no, no <laughs> Y'all
0: you shit. Baby. I said, I said, okay. I'm, I'm getting off at four. After that, y'all do what y'all need to do. But right
1: <laughs> now, we're going to wait till this motherfucker stops. Yep, okay? But <laughs> then, we, then what does Bishop do? What this... does Bishop do? Oh, he pulls out the gun and tries to shoot him right there. Luckily, In the
3: elevator. Luckily goes to the
1: elevator, open the fuck up. Everybody runs out. Somehow Q manages to run out with everybody else underneath Bishop's nose. And then he, I guess he drops the gun, but somebody else picks up the gun and hides it. So Bishop no longer has the gun. Mm-hmm. so then they're running through this party Q goes to the roof he thinks he's safe who finds him of course and Why he's did shot, you go right? to a roof? I don't understand it I don't understand it he thinks he's safe goes up to the roof of course Bishop finds him they start yelling and fist fighting and then I had to fast forward because my heart rate was just elevated to the point where I was like I can't be sitting here with all the suspense like this because this movie was suspenseful I will tell you that
0: it was very suspense-ful. next thing I do I it skip over and Bishop's hanging off over the ledge yeah yeah <laughs> the, the fight had moved to the ledge the fight moved to the ledge so <laughs> that's why you can't be fighting niggas exactly. on roof. what's that's wrong really with hard. that that's, that's a terrible so idea now Quinn is, or sorry quincy
1: is holding on to bishop for dear Again. life for dear life being like i'm not gonna let you go i'm not purposely trying to let you go or anything but of course right. i think he's holding him by the shoulder that he got shot with so he's weak as it is let alone holding a whole ass mm. nigga off the side of a fucking building
0: Right, like you shot me, and then you're wondering why I can't stop you from falling off of a building, huh?
3: uh,
0: Bishop inevitably slips. He slips, and and he meets his fate. His
1: death. And then Quincy turns around, and everybody at the party is watching.
0: Of course. You don't think we're following two niggas who ran (laughs) up to the roof? Of course we followed you out here. This is where the party's at now. I'm the person that once I see two niggas chasing
1: each other up to the roof, that's my cue to head to the exits
0: and leave. Sure. going 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 home. home. The logical part of my brain would be thinking that. (laughs) However, I can't say that that part would be, I feel like my reptilian brain Mm -hmm. would be taking over (laughs) at that point and I'm going where the fucking crowd is going. We going up to the roofs to watch two niggas fight. I guess we no. going up to the roofs to watch two niggas fight. <laughs> I, don't, I, I can't say much more than that. But you're right; they should have all yeah, left. But they're
1: all standing at the door as Quincy is walking back from the ledge, and one guy tells you that he now has the juice,
0: and that is oh. the end of the movie. Oh God! Well, see, first he says no. Yeah. He says no. Nah, I don't go. I don't have the juice. And then that—that's like the end of yeah. the movie. That to me, I okay. Well, let's let's we'll talk up. about it then. Yeah. Since let's 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 ask: Does it hold up? Here, here's mm-hmm. what I think. Yeah. I mean, yes, for me, one hundred percent, it holds up. I've watched this movie like a thousand times in my life. I think it's such a. But I think now being mm-hmm. older. Watching it, I think about it just so yeah. differently <laughs> because now there's so much of me that's like wanting to protect these Absolutely. children, you know, from themselves. They they become victims of like this kind of vanity and machismo that's like very much like the the vibe, you know. It's it's the thing mm-hmm. when you grow up in that kind of neighborhood, and it's just it sucks so much. But I think this is like beautifully mm-hmm. shot. I think the actors are like amazing these are actors who are so young mm-hmm. in their and so early in their careers so they're hungry and they're doing the work i think it's like terrific i love the i love the way he directed yeah. this and oh, he did exciting. talk about he did talk about how this was from his own experience growing up in new jersey Oh really? so it makes sense that it just seems so true to life because it was like his actual own life experiences so i 100 think it holds up but it also just makes me yeah. so sad I have to say, now watching it, the Mariah today who's been in therapy and is (laughs) trying to like heal that inner Mm -hmm. child is so sad for kids who still have to go through this.
2: I will agree with you and say that I think it 1000% holds up. Um, I think it's a message that, you know, we've not fully all the way gotten yet. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I think it was just a. It doesn't it, like similar. I know you didn't. You were comparing it earlier to like Boys in the Hood, but why that's so good? What they both have in common is that they attempt to explain why yeah. exactly this is what it is and exactly. why we feel this way and why there is this cycle of stuff. You know, it's not just we just don't just act this way mm, like right. for no reason. Um, and I think that it's something that it's still like you see it now, like a lot of like these really young like rappers young boys who are just dying in these like weird like gang wars or like shooting niggas because they think the shit's cool and it's like not cool because now you're dead (laughs) it's like it's that so i think it's still as relevant as ever I think the movie is stunningly shot. It's yeah, gorgeous. it was really. I think it's very stunning. It's beautiful. I think this year, specifically 1992, is when it comes out. is just a great year for black. It really was. Yeah, what Weber was in order this year? Mm-hmm. It's just like a lot of movies that are like, whoa! You were trying something just yeah, done, something like, different.
0: and I think it's such a great like. Thing of like trying to explain like you said that part of the the black experience you know mm-hmm. because this is also a time when there's like the whole like like just parade not parade like there's this whole like campaign against against the rap you know oh yeah and they're and they're blaming it for a lot of the violence that's going on in these communities meanwhile, without yeah. me eh, meanwhile niggas is putting crack on
2: well, the streets i mean and also i think they do make a very smart intentional choice the media that is affecting Bishop and getting him all excited is mm. not gangster rap. It's not black shit, no, right? It's a white, He's watching black this and black and white movie starring these white people. He's playing that. fucking Street Fighter. Yeah. He's right. like doing all of this stuff that's not created by black no. people. You know what I mean? No. The violence is not. I think they do a really good job of that, and the way they utilize like certain right. gangster rap songs at the most. Yeah, it, they do it in a way where it's like, what else would I play here? exactly we need this music because this is really what people are experiencing like yeah. it's something what to else relate would to yeah this moment and i yeah.
0: think and i think it's incredible that they have like you know fab five freddies in it nice. naughty by nature's in it um a lot of like you know OGs at this yeah. they play They play a, some Kim. like the soundtrack I think is like amazing it's an amazing soundtrack try. but like I like. I agree I just think they're like they're, we're just reflecting the times we're products of a system you put us into exactly and that's okay. my thing too because I
1: also agree that this movie definitely holds up other than the casual pedophilia because I saw Samuel L. Jackson talking to that child ass yes. little girl I, baby. Saw, On the it fence, I, said, I saw it too away. I don't want to see you sniffing around her Leave her alone.
3: (laughs) Boy, I helped you find
1: it. it. I helped you find it. That just irritated me. That was maybe like five seconds on the fucking screen of that whole entire movie. But, because I didn't grow up in... But here's uh the thing. It's absolutely a thing. thing.
0: It's... it's 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 very much a thing thing. and it was it was very very much a big thing when i was yeah i absolutely do i got the i got the don't be fast talk Mm -hmm. i got the you know
3: the yeah yeah yeah
1: no i fully believe you and like i didn't grow up in you know a similar neighborhood situation to the kids in this movie but i can empathize especially like because i just talk about my experience as an african or a child of african immigrants growing up in the united states where like the mm-hmm. culture i grew up around the black culture i grew up around was the african culture that my parents you know gave to me right from like their experience in the 90s and for them like their hardships growing up was i mean similar to a lot of poor black people now is they were like well we just didn't like know what we were going to eat tomorrow like we didn't have anything to sleep on exactly. you know but it was yeah. less of Granted, it also stems from colonialization and how the Europeans just took all of the fucking resources out of Africa, and then we're like, deuces, goodbye, like, yeah. eh, good luck,
0: and then we're like, actually pay us so you can stay, so we don't come and take absolutely. Over, like, but now lives. even
1: just seeing the way, like, and just fully understanding the more and more, because I always do that not white people are inherently evil, but this white system that we have to live under is evil towards black people specifically and people of color in general. And
0: it permeates to every part of society. You know, it's everything. And that's why people, that's why there's no such thing as reverse racism because this system wasn't built against Mm -hmm. you. We have to fight a system that is specifically built to oppress us exactly. at every fucking germ. and this movie does a great job of just, showing that of like yeah. how much yeah.
1: just living in a society with you know white cops chasing after them all the time, raiding their spaces all the time. for literally no reason yep. other than just right. to do a regular checkup. Go solve a fucking crime. Why yeah. don't you? And how that is affecting you? You talking about children. all this crime on the streets? Go solve one of them, okay? very much and it's just and just how unsafe these (laughs) children feel in their
0: own homes but in a place that their ancestors
1: were dropped into against their own will
0: yeah it's crazy to me something that like i can relate to very Mm -hmm. personally um because my brother came to visit um la a couple months ago with like a couple of his friends and i remember him saying something and it just kind of like stayed with me because i got choked up Mm -hmm. a little bit you know he was like He and his friends, like, they were on their way back from the beach and they were at a gas station. They were getting gas and they were just chilling. And he was like, The vibe out here is so different. Like, I didn't feel like I had to be looking over my shoulder Mm. at a gas station. Because, very much where we grew Mm -hmm. up, you know, I'm not gonna say that we was like fucking Harlem in the 80s (laughs) or shit like that. Like, (laughs) I'm not gonna say, like, we had a front yard, we played, blah, 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 blah. But did we see violence like that? I'm sure. Yeah. Did we know lots? Of, it happened to us very yeah. personally when our dad got killed. So, yeah. like, it, it's, like, very close to home, that kind of violence. So, it's, it's just incredible the things that you internalize. Yeah. That now this young black boy, my, it feels like he has to always be looking over no, his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that's what, and, and it's a good thing that he had people in his life that are like, you don't have to then turn to violence uh-huh. because yeah. of that. But what about all the boys who yeah. don't? This is what happens when yeah. they don't.
1: And, and th- I know, like, for me personally, I've been talking about this a lot just because, you know, after becoming an auntie, I realized I definitely want to be a mother. I have no plans on giving birth. I will be adopting. <laughs> She's a mother. <laughs> I will be adopting. And after more research I've done, to me, the private adoption system is so sinister with how much money you have to flesh out. Whereas, if you just gave this money heard about most that. of the time to the parents that are giving their child up for adoption, they might then have the resources yeah. to be able to raise the child the way that they would prefer but that's a different conversation but i've i've been leaning more so into wanting to adopt children out of the foster care system and even now granted this is probably like 10 years down the line but even now i'm thinking like Mm -hmm. i'm not coming from the same point of view as a lot of these kids and i need to actively do the work to fully understand and comprehend what they have potentially been through and depending on what they've been through I need to do everything in my power to help them in the best way I can versus just being like, oh, stop doing that. Like, like you're saying, Camille, really get down to like, what happened to you?
0: Why? What What happened
1: to you? Why? It's like, what happened to you that you feel the need to have these tendencies or you have these specific thought processes, it says, and move from there to maybe like, you know, a healthier state of mind. But like, that is already something that I am having to really like, think about.
0: The thing is, the thing is, is with a lot of those kids who are in, because, like, in my family, like, lots of people are false yeah. parents, but, like, th- it, those kids are in survival Absolutely. mode, like, 24 Absolutely. hours a day, always um, having to protect nice. themselves. And you can't do anything else when
3: you're in survival yeah. mode. Nothing! A
2: like, exactly. gets in, like, I'm telling you, working with these kids got me wanting to take, like, a child psych class, yeah, because there's so crazy. many times where it's like, oh that's why you're doing that and exactly. i exactly i can't help yeah. you like yeah. <laughs> i wish yeah. i could but you were you were dealing with something so far beyond yeah. what i can do for you and we and me and you can't even do the thing we're supposed to be exactly. doing exactly right
0: you have Are so much this. other stuff you gotta figure yeah. out i remember i was i read this story in the book that i was telling you about and one of the guys, he's like, okay, so this kid um, got moved removed from his home because he was being sex trafficked <gasps> by his parents.
3: Um, oh from a God. very, very, very
0: young age. He was being sex trafficked by his parents. So he got removed to a foster home. He got sent to a foster home that was supposed to be like one uh-huh. of the best. But the way the reason it was the best was because they controlled those kids through oh abuse. my God. Like they put them in cages, oh. they exhausted them with exercise, oh my God. they 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 took his clothes and shoes away so he couldn't run away anymore. But the way that he dealt with those two different men was different because what happened was the foster father when the boy refused to run laps up and down the stairs he pushed him down the stairs boy fell into a coma the way that they were like so but then the doctor when he the, the psychologist is like i have to go to the hospital to work with him to try and see if we can he took two different scents, the sin of his birth father and the sin of his like foster father and put it to him and it, the reaction from both men is different mm-hmm. with his birth father it's like his heart rate slowed down mm-hmm. and his body like he dissociated he dissociated because he's like i can't do anything right. to, su- to save myself from what my birth father is doing because i'm so yeah. little and so he just removed himself from yeah. his body but when he got the other scent from the foster father his heart started to speed yeah. up wow. because he was fighting exactly. back and it's crazy the way the brain works that even when you're in a coma it remembers yeah. it yeah. remembers you never and that's you just, that it's people so don't crazy understand the things about you have kids to work is through.
3: that they
1: remember so many people are like oh like they won't so know until much. later but even if you're doing something to that's them the when they can't even talk walk nothing their body is still collecting information constantly. They're still yes. aware of their surroundings and are acting accordingly. Mm-hmm. Kids, even yeah. babies. Babies are not fucking stupid, okay? They know when they need no. something. Even if they don't know. They're incredibly smart. Yeah, even smart. when they don't know exactly what they need, they know when something's not right. And then they just start crying because they're like, well, exactly. somebody else yes. got to figure this out. Because <laughs> they, they can't figure it out yeah. for themselves. And it's you know. Just, yeah it just breaks my heart to just see one and like even mm-hmm. know how children are treated because first of all, listen, maybe it might be the depression that I've had all my life, but like I didn't ask to be here. <laughs> i really didn't ask to be here. and now right? there's kids, So why are you going to bring them exactly. into this world and make it even harder than it already? Is? Just being alive is hard fucking enough. Let alone now you make it yeah, even yeah. harder for them. And I think that's why I want to adopt so I can at least be like, listen, I know you've been some through some shit, we can work through this together, but I like, I want to be able to yeah. foster a place where, like you're saying mm-hmm. where I like, they don't have to look over their shoulder every single time they have the space yeah. to maybe process whatever they've been through and like try to heal yeah. from it and, and figure out the things that they like to do and that they feel comfortable yeah. doing and be allowed to make mistakes mm-hmm. and not have it have such detrimental consequences.
0: And I think that's like incredible that they included the, the whole like storyline of Quincy being yeah. a DJ in this movie, because it's like, look, I found this thing you know? And for our music, is an escape for it a is. Of okay. so, And even like with yeah. his mom being so, like, you mm-hmm. should
1: get like a technical job, da-da-da. You know what? Right. Maybe if he needs to start paying his own bills, I understand making sure that he has some technical mm-hmm. skill that he can at least fall back on mm-hmm. in case mm-hmm. hard times comes through. But like, he's clearly talented. He clearly knows what yeah. he's doing. Let's find a balance of like, yeah, yeah, you can go ahead and do your thing, but we also want to make sure that you have, you know, some necessary tool that if you need to make like money, you need to make rent that month you can at least fall back right. on this for a little while to allow yourself to continue if doing you what you want the, to you do. If you frame,
0: it's all about the way exactly. you frame it when you talk to people. But yeah, so that is juice, everybody. <laughs> and that's our unqualified but also correct opinions about child. Yep. psychology. <laughs> Stop traumatizing these leave damn these kids. Leave these kids alone, Jesus. Um, leave these kids alone. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Does It Hold Up, brought to you by Textured Air, a brand dedicated to celebrating Black girl culture, past, present, and future. If you like what you heard, please be sure to leave us a five-star review. It really does help. You can find us on social media at Textured Air. That's T E X T U R E D h-e-i-r on all platforms and make sure you check out our other podcast where my girl's at and the blacklist and all of the other content we offer on our website texturedair.com until next time